Welcome to the Miles Not Included podcast. I'm Joe. And I'm Brian. Run with us as we talk training, racing, and everything in between. Welcome to episode three. Today we have a guest that shows how running can be a great way to give back. Before we talk to our guest, though, it's time for a brand new segment we call Miles in Review. Woo! So now we want to take a quick look back at what we've been doing this week. Brian, what the heck have you been up to? Well, I, I had a work this week. Mm-hmm. Uh, I got in a little bit of running here and there. How about yourself? Yeah, it's no, it's been a good week for running. I took off Monday. I did the. Uh, I took off, got a massage, uh, so that helped. Feel refreshed, and then I came back. I was on treadmill. Oh, jeez. Virtually all the days I ran <laughs> after that. It's that time of year, you know, sticking it, with the treadmill is a safe and easy choice. It is. It is. I mean, between, I think it's not just the temperature for me. It's, it's the darkness. It's the lack of light. It's just so hard to, to get out there. Yeah. The, big, the, the headlamp can only take you so far. Yeah. I get sick of staring at that. Yeah. The, uh, the highlight of the week was. Friday, which was a run you conveniently missed. I wouldn't say I missed it. No. So I uh, I rolled up, I don't know, five minutes late, and the group had already left. And it was one of those routes where I wasn't, I knew which direction they set out in, but it goes to a T in the road. So I wasn't sure are they going to go left or right. So I guessed the first one. I still couldn't see him by the time I got there. I took a right and then took me, I don't know, about a mile and a half in before I saw their little headlamps and I finally caught them. But I ended up running, like I jumped out of the car and immediately started, well, for me, sprinting. <laughs> and by the time I caught up to him, I was just, yeah, it was, it was, uh, it was a tough run. So yeah, a little and, impromptu, uh, speed work for you there. Oh, for sure. Yeah. The next day and even sort of today, two days later, I've, I felt it good. So I opted today for the treadmill, a little softer surface. I was hoping to get out and do the hills. Um, didn't make those. So instead, I watched the game, um, the Green Bay game. Any comment on the Green Bay game, Brian? Uh, being a Bears fan, I am okay with the outcome. You're okay with the outcome. So, yeah, so it helped the time fly by. It was, it was pretty entertaining. How about you? Well, this week is a little... Slow start for me, but it really started picking up towards the end. Um, last weekend, I irritated my torn labrum. I did yes. that on Sunday. And, and Brian, for those of us who aren't physicians, can you help us out with what a torn labrum is? So your labrum is the connective tissue between the uh, the ball and the socket in your hip. Um, that I have a slight tear. Uh, my understanding is these things don't really heal very well on their own due to the limited circulation. Uh, but I've also been told by my physician that um, it generally won't get worse as long as they don't do anything traumatic. So at this point, it's sort of pain management um, and you know making sure I'm doing PT and and keeping myself in in good shape with it. Are you doing the PT? Yeah, exactly. Keep going. <laughs> uh, so uh, that was where last week ended, uh, and re- that resulted in me taking Monday and Tuesday off this week just to make sure things rested up appropriately. 
Wednesday, I got back in the gym, got on the treadmill, put in some decent miles, picked it up a little bit on Thursday. Friday, I was feeling the fatigue, so I pulled back just a little bit. I think I did 5K that day. And then this weekend, I, I think I did a total of 12 miles across the two days. I'm actually planning my long run for tomorrow. It's a holiday tomorrow at the office where I work. So I'm planning on getting my long run in outside tomorrow. Nice. What time are we doing that? Uh, I don't think that's been decided yet. Joe, when are we doing that? Like I'm going to be there. (laughs) All right. That does it for this week's Miles in Review. Let's get on to our guest. And we'll be back after this short break. Our guest today is all about making a difference one mile at a time. Since 2011, she has completed more than 20 running events, from the 5K to the marathon. In that process, she has raised thousands of dollars for various charities. She is the founder of Miles to Grow, a nonprofit that unites runners through virtual races for great causes. She also writes and blogs and volunteers for Girls on the Run. If that weren't enough, she just completed the Dopey Challenge at Disney World. We're excited to have Kelly Mitchell join us. Kelly, how are you doing today? I'm doing well, thank you. Well, thanks for thanks for joining us. So take us back. Has running always been a part of, you know, something you've done? It hasn't. I have actually been a dancer and a rower for about 15 years before I even thought about running more than a mile. Um, my running was basically to warm up for dancing, which was, you know, about a half a mile, if that. Mm-hmm. Um, so... I've always been an athlete, but when I started rowing in college, it became too stressful that I decided to start running instead of rowing. Um, So now I finally became competitive in running and started to do more than a mile and then started training for my first half and so on. So I actually didn't start running until around 2010, 2011. Wow. So from there, you really ramped it up quickly, though, huh? I did. <laughs> I didn't really build up from the beginning. I just went straight to the half marathon and hoped for the best. <laughs> wow. So was that, now, did you have somebody you were doing that with, or were you doing that on your own? Well, so I have an older sister, and I've always followed what she's done. So about two years prior, she ran her first half marathon and kind of caught the bug, but didn't really have anyone to run with at that time. So when I started training for the Virginia Beach Rock and Roll, which was my first half in 2011, we kind of became, you know, a little partner there where we trained together and did things like that. She was just happy to have someone to run with. That's awesome. That's cool. You guys could do that together. So take yeah. us yeah, take us through that first race. What was it like? I mean, half marathon as your first one. Yeah. Um, you know, rock and roll races are amazing. They're so fun. The rock bands um, are like every three miles, but Virginia Beach is very hot on Labor Day weekend. Um, I mean, very, very hot and humid and right by the beach. So the the temperature really gets to a lot of people regardless on if you've trained or not. Um, so I definitely didn't do it for time, but it was great. We had a couple of other friends do it, and it actually has made it where we've done it for almost five years in a row now because we just love the Virginia Beach rock and roll so much. Nice. Nice. So, yeah. so you obviously have no trouble 
staying motivated? How do you like, where do you find? Yeah, where do you find the energy? I mean, we'll get to all the other stuff you do. But just like the running part, where do you find all the energy to train and race? Um, well, you know, I mean, of course, some days it's hard, like, you don't want to get up, you don't want to go running. But that's another reason why I run for charity is because you're not running for yourself, you're running for others a lot of the time. Um, you know, if you find yourself at mile 10 in a half marathon and you're like, oh, man, I don't want to do this anymore. I'm sick and tired of this. But then you start thinking of those who can't run or those who don't have the experience to feel the runner's high or, you know, finish a race or things like that. That's what kind of keeps you motivated. That's awesome. So with these races and all the other things you're doing, like, how do you actually balance like all the other things? You obviously have more than running in your life. We know that, yeah. right? So how do you balance everything? Um, I am a list planner. I mean, I make lists every day, notepads all over my room. I mean, I really rely on those lists that I make. So I guess that's one thing that I do. I constantly, like, once I think of something, I'm that person that immediately writes it down. Mm-hmm. And then I, I have to cross off my list before I move to the next thing. So... But yeah, it's definitely hard to balance um, work, and I'm actually a recent college graduate, too, so that lifestyle change was a, a bit difficult at the beginning to balance everything that I used to in school. So what was, what's been the biggest change after graduating? Well, the biggest, best change is not having anything to do on weekends and not having homework. <laughs> <laughs> Can't beat that. Um, yeah, so, you know, having our, our weekends free is nice because I actually worked at Apple part-time, so every Sunday was booked to work and then, you know, homework. So it's nice to have a full-time job where you don't have anything to do after you get home. Um, so that's definitely a big change, but also working from, you know, 9 to 5 every day. You know, classes, you have a little bit of a break in there. You can do some things while you're in class, you know, but having a full-time job is definitely a difference. Nice. So do you train alone right now or do you have a group you run with? So I have always trained alone, <laughs> which um, I have a couple of friends that will break up runs with me. So um, I have a lot of running friends, but maybe ones that won't run a 20 miler with me. <laughs> so I'll, <laughs> so I'll make my route where they can get in about five miles on my run and then it breaks it up for me, makes it a little bit easier. That's nice. Um, I know, but I've always looked into joining a running group and I think they're really great, but I've never made the decision to go for one yet. <laughs> well, you got plenty of time, right? Yeah. <laughs> so just looking at, uh, I guess, switching gears a little bit. So where did this passion for philanthropy come from? You know, I've always volunteered. Um, I'm in the Northern Virginia area, so we have a lot of nonprofits in the area. Um, my parents are from here, so they have a lot of friends that knew of people that owned nonprofits or, you know, volunteered for this charity or did little things like that. Um so especially when I was training for my first half marathon, my sister and I raised money for the Leukemia and Lymphoma Society because they're partnered with rock and roll races. And so just from the get-go, I was like, you know, if I'm running this, I want it to be about something, even if it's just minor. You know, I think we raised maybe a couple 
hundred dollars between us, um, which is still a great accomplishment because then when we were running, we thought about, you know, how much money we raised and what that will do and all of that. Um, so yeah, I guess volunteering and, you know, fundraising has always been something that I've loved even in high school. Mm-hmm. And did you find the fundraising aspect of it to be easy? Is that just something that's natural to you? Um, it, depending on the day, <laughs> um, especially with social media now, it's definitely easier to get the word out. Um, but you know, it's very hard to connect with everyone all the time. So, you know, fundraising has a lot to do with emotional impact and connecting with people on a personal level. Cause that's what makes people want to go out and make a change or, you know, donate money to a certain charity. But you can't reach everyone at the same time. So you might get a couple people here and then, you know, write a new blog post or fundraise a different way and get a new group of people. But it's very hard to get a chunk of people at one time. (laughs) Mm -hmm. So do you see as uh, people are donating, I, from my experience, I see that people tend to donate the first time you do something, but you know, you've managed to keep this going. How do you really, you know, build that consistency? Yeah, well, I I build a lot of relationships, and as corny as that sounds, <laughs> um, I actually, you know, get to know the people that are running my virtual race, or you know, seeing their story and why they signed up and wanted to raise money for the certain charity that I was, you know, fundraising for. Um, so I do that on a certain level, but also just being consistent in your own planning. You know, if you have Let's say you have a fundraiser in May and then you don't talk to anyone from who helped you out from that fundraiser and then have another one, let's say, like in February of the next year. You know, a lot of people are going to kind of weed off by that point and not really be there to support as much as if you were consistent and keeping in contact and letting them know what's next and little details like that. Mm-hmm. That's great. Tell us so. Tell us about Miles to Grow. Then, what about the organization and its mission? Yeah, so it actually stemmed off of my blog, um, and I, I started the blog. So I was always the marathon friend. All of my friends that wanted to get into running would always email me or ask me questions or figure out what I was doing in the running world. Mm-hmm. So when I finally made the blog, I originally wanted it just to be about running. And then I decided that a lot of my volunteer work includes running with it and the running community. So then I kind of started writing about that. And then people started asking me about how I raise money and how I choose the charities that I volunteer for and things like that. So then that's how Miles to Grow grew into a business rather than just a blog. Um, So our mission is basically, as you've seen, one mile, making a difference one mile at a time. And I really want to focus on how great the running community is with anything and then how we can include that with what people want to make a change or, you know, how people want to impact the world. Um, You know, just cancer as one example, a lot of people have been affected by it, whether it's been your aunt or your cousin or friend that's had cancer been affected by it. So a lot of people would run for that certain type of charity. Um, Yep. Oh, sorry. I was just going to say, I mean, this is, I mean, just amazing. So you're just out of college (laughs) and you're, 
you're running and now you have this idea you want to give back in this bigger way and you start this organization. I mean, that is just awesome stuff. How do you even know where to like, how do you, how do you know even how to found this, like the whole process (laughs) of starting a nonprofit? I've definitely been learning as I go. Um, Trial and error is definitely how I would explain how I've gotten into the process. Um, But it's a lot about knowing people. Um, I ask a lot of questions with anyone that I talk to. Um, So, yeah, I mean, it's definitely at the very beginning steps, but it's definitely a lot of trial and error that happens. (laughs) And where did the idea for the virtual races come in? Is that something you had from the outset of uh, starting Miles to Grow, or did that happen over time? It happened over time. Um, I wanted to host a race, and the easiest way to do that nowadays is virtual racing because you don't have to, you know, close off any roads or get any food or, um, you know, police to be at the course. Um, So the virtual racing was you know, just the easiest way to go about getting people to run for a certain cause. Um, So we actually had people all over the U.S., which I was very surprised. I thought it was just going to be my family and friends. (laughs) Um, But it ended up being, you know, runners, a whole family ran in Montana, um, Kentucky, all of these places that I have, I still have no idea how they even found out about it. So how does the virtual race itself work as someone who's never done it before? Yeah, so virtual racing, um, you run on the same day in the same time, just like you would in in person race. Um, I sent out medals, so you still get a medal. Some races do, some races don't. Um, The only thing that you don't get is obviously a timed race. You know, you don't get a bib with a chip on it or anything like that. Um, social media definitely plays a huge impact because people will tag you in their Garmin photos, you know, or like their time or certain pictures that they've took on their course, wherever they ran it. So it's definitely, um, a lot of people, it's more of a fun thing, you know, obviously, like I said, there's no timed race, but a lot of people get into it on social media and then that's how it kind of grows from there. So what's the reaction been from the runners who have participated? Yeah, um, a lot of runners enjoy it because all the money normally for virtual racing goes towards the charity. So with mine, it went all towards Stand Up to Cancer. Um, so that, regardless on if you're even going to run it or not, the money still goes to that charity. Um, and a lot of people enjoyed it because you can run whenever you want. You don't have to drive somewhere. You don't have to get a hotel or travel or anything like that. You can just wake up and go run, and you know that, you know, a hundred other people in the U.S. are doing the same thing. So it's actually it's it's a lot of fun. Yeah, it sounds like it. I mean, that's a very unique unique way for people to. I mean, especially if you're cross country, like you said, if you're in Montana, you can just participate. Even if there's something not close mm-hmm. to you, you have you have an event there. So what are, you, right. what are you looking for, for miles to grow over the long term? Oh, I would love for it to be a huge nonprofit in itself. So right now we're really focusing on supporting other nonprofits and other causes and raising awareness for other events and things like that. 
Um, but I would really love for it to grow in the next couple of years to be its own nonprofit and, you know, doing their own fundraising that way. Yeah. So what do you see as some of those mechanisms to help you grow? Um, a lot of social media. <laughs> um, it's already growing. It, it's kind of crazy to think about it. I started the blog in the business right after I graduated, so around June. Um, and then it's already grown a lot just from this time frame. Um, so social media. And then I'm also hosting just virtual races in general. It gives you a ton of feedback and returning people that want to keep racing for other events and other charities, things like that. And are you, are you the sole person right now behind miles to grow? Are you working with anyone? I am. I'm the sole person. (laughs) Wow. So you're, you're balancing a ton. (laughs) It's impressive. So let's, let's, let's shift gears again. I want to talk about this dopey challenge. So for those of us out there who might not have heard of it, what is the dopey challenge? So the dopey challenge is in its second year and in Disney world, the marathon weekend, you do the 5k on Thursday, the 10k on Friday, the half marathon on Sunday and the full marathon on, um, or sorry, the half marathon on Saturday and the full marathon on Sunday. And if you complete all of those, then you've completed the Dopey Challenge. Sounds pretty easy to me. <laughs> <laughs> no problem. So, so I, I got to ask maybe the obvious question here. Why on earth did you want to take this on? <laughs> well, <laughs> I'm one of those crazy runners. <laughs> For sure. Um so, well, Disney for their 10th year has had the Goofy Challenge where you only do half in the full. Only, o- only the half and full, Brian. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> only. <laughs> um, so actually about two years ago, a friend and I, who's also a huge runner, she just qualified for Boston. Nice. She and I decided to do the Goofy Challenge for her 30th birthday. And then about a year later, we found out that they were doing the Dopey. And, you know, Disney World's not cheap. So we had been planning this for about two years. It was in the process. Yes. You're, not, um, you're a planner. You're not kidding. Oh, yeah. No, I am a planner. <laughs> um, so, yeah, so we planned about a year and a half in advance. And, of course, you have to sign up for the Dopey Challenge pretty early on. Um so, so, yeah, we just so decided to run it. So you, you have Go to ahead. sign up early because there's there's a lot of people like you that are trying to run all four races, huh? Yeah, yeah. It sells out within, like, two hours. Are you kidding? No. That is, okay, that is crazy. It's really, yeah, it's, it's really, like, you have to get on and sign up right when they put the registration on there. So are you, a, you must be a big Disney fan then. Actually, I mean, I've loved Disney, and of course I went there as a a kid and all of that, but I really, I mean, we went for my mom's 50th birthday, but other than that, I really wasn't a huge Disney fanatic, but it was just a a fun challenge and fun event to say that, you know, we've done it and you get to celebrate in Disney, and it's, it's a really great time. So was there any point during the race or races that you you kind of said, wow, what did I get myself into? Yes. <laughs> so actually, um, a couple weeks prior to the event, 
um, we would text the, uh, you know, two other friends that I ran with on Friday saying like, oh, by this time we'll be halfway through the Dopey Challenge. But really when you add up the mileage, you're not halfway through the Dopey Challenge, which is 48.6 miles, until you're four miles into the marathon on Sunday. Wow. So, yeah, so when you start the marathon on Sunday, that's really when it hits you that you still have a lot more to go. <laughs> um, so, yeah, definitely, like, mile six of the marathon was really, you know, you start to hurt at that point and get very tired. <laughs> so having run several marathons prior to this, how much tougher was that, you know, finally doing that on Sunday? Oh, it was, you know, as far as my muscles go, I really wasn't that sore as I thought I would be, but it's really the fatigue that gets you. It's really um, the races you have to wake up at 3 a.m. for. So it's really the lack of sleep that gets you rather than the actual running. <laughs> um, so, yeah, you're, you're very tired by the time Sunday hits. Yeah, and I was going to ask about that. So I saw on your blog there three 3.15 a.m. wake-up yep. calls. Yep. Wow. <laughs> so back to back to back to back days. Yeah. yeah. You get to sleep in just a little bit on the 5k so the 5k doesn't start till 6 a.m but all the other races start at uh 5 30 i think yeah so was was that the toughest part of the four days yes very much so because it, when you're when you're in disney um it's not just the work the races that you're doing you go to the parks afterward um we went to downtown disney one night for dinner things like that so you're not getting in bed until 10 11 at night but you're still waking up early and doing the races so you're you're truly hitting the park after these events then. You're oh, yeah. You're actually going definitely. on the rides and doing the whole thing. <laughs> yeah, you got to make the most of it. <laughs> so just to rewind a little bit, so how did you prepare for this? You you knew it was coming. I mean, there's mm-hmm. it's got to be pretty hard to simulate, right? So what did you do to prep? So thankfully, I use Hal Higdon's training programs and it, Last year, he made one specifically for the Dopey Challenge. Um, So I followed a little bit on his program. I'm not going to lie. I wasn't the best at training for the Dopey Challenge. (laughs) I missed some runs here and there. Um, But basically, you train for the impact that your body is going to have within the four days. So instead of doing one long run a week, he'll have you do like an eight miler on Saturday and then a 15 miler on Sunday. So your body gets used to getting two lines in back to back. So, yeah. Now, did you do, did you do those runs with your friends that went down with you? I didn't. Um, they're a lot faster than I am. (laughs) So we, we kind of trained by ourselves, but we all use the same training program. Okay. That's neat. Mm -hmm. So for anyone who, not us, I don't think. <laughs> but anyone out there who's <laughs> thinking about this insane challenge, so Hal Higdon's a good way to go in your mind? Yeah, definitely. Very cool. So let's let's go to something slightly uh, more scenic here. So what was it like to run through the parks? Oh, it was awesome. Um, so the 5K and the 10K go through Epcot. That's where every race starts. And that's fun. Um, you do the loop around Epcot. You go through all the countries. But 
the really fun part is the half marathon in the full because that's when you get out of Epcot and go into Magic Kingdom. And they light up the Cinderella Castle, and you actually run through the castle in Magic Kingdom. So that's amazing. It's so fun. They have everything lit up. They have some rides on, you know, just to keep you entertained. And then for the full marathon, once you get out of the Magic Kingdom, you get to go into Animal Kingdom and then Hollywood Studios. So you do the full loop around the park, which is a lot of fun. That's great. Now, I assume Mickey and Minnie are there along the route somewhere? Yeah. So they actually have a lot of characters around every race route. Um, ah. So you'll see a whole bunch of lines for people to take pictures with them. But, yeah, they were out there. Um, Cinderella and Prince Charming were out there. I mean, every character. Very nice. What's your favorite character? Hmm. I would have to say Dopey for this one. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. So after, so are you, now it's been, what, a week since you've run? How long has it been? Yes, a week. <laughs> so how, did, how do you feel? It? Are your legs recovered? How do you feel? Yeah, actually, they haven't felt too bad, but I haven't run since the Dopey Challenge, just to make sure. <laughs> I think that's probably prudent. Um, yeah, but, you know, actually, I think running back-to-back loosened up your legs a little bit in a way, maybe not after the marathon, but definitely like the 10 K and the half. Um, so by like Wednesday, I felt, you know, completely fine and that's, better and, you know, back to normal. That's incredible. You're, you're talking to a guy here who, if I run four <laughs> races in a year, it's impressive. <laughs> so to, so to hear you saying how you run four in a row, is just <laughs> crazy. So do you see yourself doing this ever again? You know, it's a lot of fun. So we, my friends and I had been talking about doing it every 10 years. Okay. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, I, I definitely recommend it because it's not just the racing. I mean, Disney in general is just really organized. They literally think of everything. So racing is completely put together. And I mean, it's just a lot of fun. So maybe every 10 years we'll do it. <laughs> Wow. Well, I'll, I'll, I'll be on the sidelines cheering for you. That is, <laughs> that is awesome. So on that note, looking forward, looking forward to 2015 then, what are mm -hmm. fr fresh off the Dopey Challenge, uh, what are you thinking <laughs> about doing this year? Um, I have a lot that I want to accomplish this year. Um, I, you guys have probably seen that a lot of people are doing the um, 2015 miles in 2015. Mm-hmm. So I've thought about completing that. You know, the Dopey Challenge kind of set me up pretty good for that this year. Um, so I'm thinking about doing that. And then I also have a lot of races on my calendar this year that I want to complete. Um, Marine Corps Marathon, I've done it for the past two years. So I really want to enter that lottery again. Um, definitely New York Marathon, I did enter that lottery. So we'll see. I, I really want to get to the big races. Nice. Yeah, the uh, those are definitely some of the premier marathons around. Yeah. Now, I saw on your blog that you were weighing running an ultra. Is that something yes. you're, I guess after the dopey, I mean, why not, right? <laughs> Tell us, what's, yeah. the, what's the thought there? I really, really, really want to complete an ultra marathon, but um, 
I don't know. I guess I just don't know where to begin. I really, really want to do a 50-miler, and I would love for it to be this year, but I don't even know of, like, what's the best 50-miler to run. <laughs> so, yes, that is something that I do want to complete. Maybe not a 100-miler, but 50-miler. Yeah. <laughs> the closest <laughs> I've come to an ultra marathon was a marathon that was mis- measured, and I actually ran a 26 point uh three five miles so oh. i know what, i know what you're looking at there <laughs> yeah <laughs> give me some pointers after this <laughs> oh wow so uh so kelly if people want to learn more about you and your uh, miles to grow where would they where should they turn yeah um definitely my facebook page is the number one page that i update um so facebook.com dash miles to grow um and then from there, I have all my web, my blog and my business website on there that I do keep updated. Awesome. And I know you're big on Twitter. You're at Miles2Grow with the, with the yes. numeric two, right? So people yes. can find you there. Yes. Well, awesome. Kelly, thanks so much time for taking the time to meet with us and talk with us and go through all the incredible stuff you've done. So best of luck and keep making a difference. Thanks, Thank Kelly. you. Thanks for having me. Already, Brian, now that I feel like, I don't know, I don't even know what the right word is, like humbled by all the incredible stuff <laughs> Kelly's done. <laughs> I mean, it's just awesome. I can't, I can't tell you, Kelly, how impressive it is what you're doing and not only on the roads, but off the roads and all the stuff you're doing to give back. It is super cool. Definitely. <laughs> Thank you. All right. That does it for now. If you want to find us on Twitter, Brian's at Run Goose Run. And I'm at McRunner26. Until next time, keep running. Want more info on the podcast? Head over to milesnotincluded.com. Are you on Twitter? We are too. Find us at MNI Podcast. Any questions, comments, or even like to be a guest on the show? Hit us up at podcast at milesnotincluded.com. Oh,